something incredible Build a constellation, not a firework All right, all right, all right. Hello, everybody. We are back once again. So, as you are probably aware at this point, it is World Cup qualifying day. And we are all super excited. Don't let our monotonous tone confuse you. It is just early, and I am joined by my partner in crime and all-around best friend, Darby. Darby, how are you doing today? You know, I am in a real place, so it's going to be a fun podcast. I stayed up too late last night drinking bourbon and listening to another podcast. And yeah, so now I'm tired. And it is early. I see. I see. Yeah. This podcast is going to have all the enthusiasm of going to get a root canal. So with that in mind, let's just dive right in and say, Darby, we've got Jamaica today, and it's uh, it's gonna be something. I uh, you know, I like a lot of people am cautiously optimistic slash ready to jump off the bridge at this point because I don't really know what we have three three games in. We've had, we got five points. It definitely wasn't a good window, but it, you know, by all metrics, it was a okay window, I suppose. Um, And, you know, really, as we've said previously, and we'll continue to say, these are three must-win matches for for the U.S. Um, and we don't really know if they learned anything. They seem to be saying the right things. There's no guarantees of a nine-point week going into this one. And the players seem to say they're taking it one game at a time. But to me, the biggest question going into tonight remains Greg Berhalter. And is he going to step aside and let basic tactics that seem to be working, like playing a 4-3-3, uh, you know, take their course? or um, is he going to try to do something stupid? So where where are you at? I mean, it's that that really is the big question. Um, I I think that he is taking as many. I, I mean, he's taking risks already. He is walking back. His uh, Weston McKinney is out for now. You know, Weston is apparently going to be in the starting eleven. Um, I mean, he's, if, if he were just standing on principle, he would have continued with that, um, with that punishment for him. And, um, yeah, the fact that he's letting, let, letting him back and letting him start says that he, uh, knows that there's a lot on the line that CONCACAF can definitely CONCACAF at any moment and, you can't take any chances, so he's putting principle aside and uh, starting with the players that he's hoping can win. Um, and and so we'll we'll see if he if he goes with the other surefire bets or if he tries to play jazz. Yeah, so I think that the first obvious thing that I think needs to happen is I think Pepe needs to start tonight for sure. 
after his performance in Honduras. I think he's definitely earned the right to start probably all three of these matches. Um, but he definitely should start tonight. Uh, I think that if they come out in anything other than a 4-3-3, there's going to be some fighting words. Um, because that formation worked because it's a pretty decent formation that's always worked for the U.S. Um, it's not the world's sexiest formation, but if you win games, it doesn't matter. Um, and so in my opinion, I think that if Pepe doesn't start and if they come out in anything other than a 4-3-3, you and I should start getting our microphones ready because we'll probably be back here tonight screaming about how we need Greg Berhalter fired. Um, I also think that the goaltending situation will be interesting. Um, You know, Turner, by all means, has more than become goaltender 1A, if not goaltender 1 for the U.S., based off of his performances. But Stefan has definitely done enough to earn the right to not lose his job to injury. Um, So the question and goal, of course, is who are you going to go with? The guy who's, you know, gotten you here so far, or the guy who, in all accounts of the word, has done enough to definitely not lose his job to injury. Um, So, yeah, I think those are two things that I'm keeping an eye on. Um, Where do you stand? I mean, I, I hold true to what I said uh, in the last pod. I really think that given given some of the shakeups on the back line, that Stefan may need to come in just because um, there there may need to be some extra experience and, and not consistency, obviously, because of injury, but, but just a little bit of extra experience managing that back line with, uh, with Brooks being out. I think it might need to be Stefan. I, I really want Matt Turner to, to like you said, he's he's absolutely earned that 1A right. Um, but I think that they minimum need to start with Zach Stefan. Um, but keep a close eye on him. Like if he if he starts to to flounder, don't be afraid to make that swap. Yeah. And just for record purposes, the first half in that Honduras game, which is arguably the worst half of soccer the U.S. has played in quite some time. Um, they played in a 3-4-3. Um, that, to me, is just unacceptable. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, it's unfortunate that we are sitting here with arguably, you know, and everybody says this, the, the right on the cusp of the golden generation of U.S. soccer, but we can't even get our formation figured out. And I think that I think that that is going to be the storyline throughout all three of these games is, you know, I think that the U.S. needs to win this game and it needs to win this game convincingly to set things off on the right tone. And did the players learn that they can't be overconfident? Um, that's really kind of where we're at i mean it's 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 kind of a shit show really um because like the players were kind of set up to fail in my opinion in the first in the first window of games um and with jamaica panama and costa rica coming up it only gets harder after this um 
And, you know, we hear a lot of people, Darby, saying that, oh, well, you know, a bunch of things had to go had to go wrong for the U.S. not to qualify. But, like, did it? Like, because if you look at what happened in 2017, yes, a bunch of things happened. But really it was they went they didn't win any games on the road. They lost at home and the road to Costa Rica. They only took a single point from Mexico. They lost to Trinidad and Tobago's B team, which is kind of where we find ourselves now. And then also we, uh, we you know, had the Phantom goal, which has a screaming for VAR. So, like, sure, a bunch of crazy-ass backwards things happened for the U.S. to not qualify in 2017. But it's not all that unsimilar to what's going on now with the fact that they find themselves with a situation where they don't have a good week here and it's time to panic. And I mean, that's where I'm at. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, you, you mentioned the golden age of, um, of, of us soccer, and that's absolutely true. Uh, we have a lot of individual talent um, but the golden age of U.S. soccer has nothing to do with our coaching. And ultimately that's, um, you know, that's chalk that up to one of the things that's going wrong. Like you look at what ha- all the, all the weird, crazy things that happened in 2017, you know, well, here we are now, we're coming off of a COVID year. We've had some odd injuries. Um, we've uh, got this random weird, uh, set up that Berhalter has come up with the Weston McKinney thing. Like, like let's not discount the weird things that are already starting to pile up now. Um, you know, it's really easy to look back and say, Oh, those were weird things that happened. But when you're in them and they're happening, like they may not seem that weird at the time, but the, the deck is stacking. And if we don't play our cards exactly right, Ooh, what a metaphor! What a metaphor! Uh, the deck is stacking, and if we don't play our cards right, this it it could be a setup for for exactly the same thing again. So let's try not to have that happen, shall we? So of course tonight, as we've mentioned, we are taking on Jamaica in Austin, I believe. Um, so really, you know, we're talking about a team in Jamaica that has lost four of their last five matches with the fifth one being a draw against Mexico. Um, a lot of the players from Jamaica are currently dual nationals playing in England. Um, so these, you know, they weren't able to necessarily travel, but Jamaica is going to play like a team with their back against the wall because they are. You know, you think we're hitting the panic button, but I mean, Jamaica really needs to turn it around, turn it around immediately. Um, so tonight's going to be a pretty helter skelter kind of crazy game. It's going to be a charged crowd in Austin. They're going to be loud. It's going to be a very pro USA crowd. Um, and I think that it's really I think it's going to come down to who sets the tone early. Um, but let's not get it twisted. Like in all sense of the word, the USA should absolutely win this match. Um, but Jamaica's gonna play like a team with nothing to lose. And as we saw last cycle, when a team like Trinidad and Tobago plays with nothing to lose, 
we don't necessarily handle that well. So um, I think that's going to be important How to keep an eye on. Ah, I see. Cameo appearance. So, yeah, I think that's going to be important to keep an eye on. I also think it's going to be important to, you know, really keep in mind that if Jamaica comes out and scores first, how does the U.S. react to that? Um, you know, and, you know, Jamaica isn't a bad team either. Like, I think people are missing the fact that Jamaica arguably should, probably should have um, gotten, you know, that that match against Mexico uh, probably should have gone a little bit differently had it not been for some unlucky bounces. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that you look at Jamaica coming in and you look at the fact that they really should have gotten the draw with Mexico, but they managed to get a very late out-of-nowhere goal, which cost them a win. And we're talking about a completely different Jamaica team in the standings. Um, so I think that'll be important to keep an eye on. Darby, what are you looking for tonight out of Jamaica? Yeah, I, I think that you're absolutely right. I was actually, the random noises, I was pulling up an old article that I had read a little bit earlier in the week that had something and I was trying to remember exactly the detail and I got a video pop up. And so that was that fun, fun noise. Um, but yeah, from, from Jamaica tonight, I do think that they are going to be playing with nothing to lose. They, um, I, I think that we have to be careful because if they are deciding to play aggressively, uh, we're already struggling with some injuries through this process. And, the, the first match in a three-match week is not the time that we want to get uh, too beat up by any Jamaica players. I'm really hoping. Um, I mean, they're they're not a super aggressive team. I'm hoping that that isn't going to be a problem. But when you get um, a, a team out there with, with nothing to lose, really, at this point, you really never know what's going to happen. And so I'm hopeful that our um, referees will be keeping an eye on things, keeping control of the match. And, um, and yeah, it's, it, it really is, you never know what you're going to find with this Jamaica team, um, and, and where they're at in the standings. They, they really could come out and surprise us. So one other thing to point out for Jamaica, and this is going to come back to the way that the rules are structured, like we've said in other podcasts with the yellow cards and the VR and so on and so forth. Uh, this is arguably the least important match for Jamaica in the window uh, because they also have Canada at home and then Honduras on in Honduras. Um, and when we're talking about matches that are going to affect Jamaica directly, they are probably willing to trade a loss on the road in the U.S., in exchange for beating Canada at home and getting a draw in Honduras. I think that in the calculus of points for Jamaica, the the getting four points out of this window when you have the U.S. and the U.S.A. is a victory for Jamaica because those two teams in Canada and Honduras are teams that you're likely battling with for a spot. So you want to take points away from them, but also you want to think about denying points to them. And that's something that I think is going to calculate into potentially players. Because if I'm Jamaica, I may be sitting one or two of my star players knowing that like it's likely that 
we're probably not going to take three in the U.S. in hopes that they can be fresh for the two games at home in Canada, which really is a must win for Jamaica and on the road in Honduras. Um, I think maybe you sit them for the first half and start them in the second half. I think that these are all things that you have to consider, especially in CONCACAF. But that's, I mean, that's a very logical and mathematical way to look at it. I, I think when you dig down into kind of the softer side, like the soft skill side of that equation, you know, how prepared can the team be coming off of so many losses? How prepared can the team be to battle Canada and to battle Honduras later in the week? if they don't have a strong showing against the U S today, like if they just absolutely let themselves flop. Um, I, I wonder if the, if, if the ego stroke will be more important than the, than the actual mathematical calculation of, of points and denying points. See, I don't think it will be. And here's why I think that in Jamaica's case, you know, I think it's actually more detrimental to them if they play their star players and get smacked than it is if they don't and get smacked. I think that if they go in with the mindset of we're going to play a good lineup, we're obviously not going to play the backups, so we're going to play a good lineup, but we're going to go in with the mindset that we are playing the United States in the U.S. in Austin, and we're going to go in with the mindset that we have Canada at home and a trip to Honduras, which are two mega games for us. If they go in with that mindset, I think that if they end up winning, it's huge. But if they end up losing or even finishing on a close loss, that's also huge. Whereas if they go in with the mindset of we're going to play our star players and go for this, I think if they go with that mindset and get smacked, then it's really hard for them to rebound and take on Canada at home and these are professional players but I think that realistically because of the position Jamaica finds themselves in I think this is a different conversation if they were higher up the table but you're looking at being bottom of the table and I think that you have to do math at this point which is that look if you lose to the U.S. okay you were probably going to lose that game anyways potentially but if you then win against Canada and get a draw or win in Honduras, that's six or four out of a possible nine. That's not a bad week. And more importantly, that's three points that you took away from Canada and also a point to three points you took away from Honduras. And I think that that is what is so beautiful about the octagonal is that this is something that you can absolutely do. And in Jamaica's position, they absolutely have to be thinking of not just themselves now, but who can they take points from? I hope you're right. I super duper do. <laughs> um, now, that being said, I expect what will happen is I think that it's very plausible that you see Reed and Nicholson from Jamaica start on the bench for the first half and come out in the second half. Um, I think that that's very, very plausible. Um, but I also think that it's going to be hard to say because you know, it's this might have been a different conversation if the U.S. was the middle match. But again, these are the way the schedule fell. And that's the joys of what we do. Um, talking about the U.S. side going against Jamaica, um, the U.S. has typically done fairly well in World Cup qualifiers against Jamaica. Um, they have historically 
done a decent, decent job. Um, you have to go back quite a ways to find the last World Cup qualifier. They didn't at least get a point in with Jamaica. Um, and, you know, again, um, I think that this team knows they've been hearing it for a while. Um, I think we look we look at it, you look inwards in the last, I think, 10, 12 matches against Jamaica. It's nine wins for the U.S., three wins for Jamaica. Um, so really, I think I think everybody knows what's at stake here. Um, I think, you know, look, let's just be blunt, right? The U.S. doesn't get three points from this match. We're going to be back here and things are going to not be great. Um, and that's just that's just where it is. I mean, we we want you want to talk about just how serious things get. Um, you know, we you sit here and you break down and look, it's our job, right? One of it's our job here at Switch the Pitch and really on this podcast and as journalists in general to give you the worst case and the breakdown, right? And sometimes we sugarcoat it or say things for the purposes of creating buzz or for the purposes of driving a narrative. But in this straight up honesty conversation here, the U S is sitting third, right? They're tied for second with Panama and Canada, um, two points behind Mexico arguably could have been a lot worse than that. Had they not come out and figured their shit out against Honduras. They did not have a good window. They did not look good. They have not played a convincing full 90 minutes in a World Cup qualifier as of yet. The ghosts of not qualifying are still very much on this team's mind. Um, We have Jamaica tonight. We're in Panama. Then we're home against Costa Rica. Coming up immediately after that, it's home against Mexico in Jamaica home against El Salvador. Then it's in Canada, home against Honduras. And then we end the cycle in Mexico, home against Panama, on the road against Costa Rica. And as I just said, Mexico is currently top of the group. Panama's tied for second with us. And Costa Rica's not that far behind. So if you're telling me that it comes down to the final window, and we're having to win two out of three in the final three games against Mexico in the Azteca, against Costa Rica probably in the Monsters Den, and at home against Panama, I'm telling you I'm having whiplash to Orlando when we did this last time. I don't want to do that again. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to relive that, all right? I did that once, did not have a good time. So I think that that's where we're at. So sure, it may seem like miles and miles away to March of 2022 but we're not we we really we really aren't so if we were to take nine points here and win all three of these matches you're looking at potentially wrapping up a spot before you even get into that last window and that's what we're playing for Darby you're absolutely right I I want to go very comfortably into that last window because that's going to be a, a that is not the place where the pressure needs to build, right? I mean, oh, yeah, no. I, I had not 
even looked that far ahead. And you're absolutely right. That's that's a terrifying final window. Let's let's get this locked down long before then. Well, that's that's the thing that most people aren't talking about is that they, a lot of people are like, oh, we're only twenty percent in, or this, that, and the other. But like, you gotta like we were just talking about with Jamaica, you gotta do math, right? This is this is a calculation formula, which means that you probably realistically need X amount of points to qualify. How you get there doesn't matter, but you probably need to hit a certain number. What you do not want if you're the U.S. is to go into the last window of this octagonal and have to get six out of a possible nine points, knowing that two, that basically what that would mean is you'd have to win in Costa Rica or in Mexico, and that one of those two would have to happen in addition to winning at home against Panama. That's a must. You would then have to pick up a win in either the Azteca or in Costa Rica. And, you know, I think that you don't want to be in that position. I believe that you realistically probably want to go into that last window, either having locked up a spot or needing to get one or two points out of it. What you do not want is to be in a situation where you need two wins, knowing that at least one of them has to come on the road at arguably the two places to play, hardest places to play in the hex or in the act. Um, So... Looking ahead to the rest of the matches tonight, uh, before we really go ahead and do our final deep dive in the USA Jamaica, Honduras and Costa Rica is very uh, important for us um, because, like us, that final window will also be determined on where everybody is in the standings. Mexico and Canada tonight, game happening in Mexico, going to be an incredibly important match. Um, You know, if Canada is to steal points from Mexico in that match, that could be catastrophically seismic for the entire group and for Canada. So that's huge. And then El Salvador and Panama and El Salvador. Um, of course, these are uh, these are these are all really important games because they start off the window. But I think for me, you know, Honduras and Costa Rica has implications for us and really Mexico versus Canada. That's going to, that match will be kicking off probably around the time ours is ending. So I'll be keeping an eye on that. Uh, Darby, what are your thoughts on the other three matches going on tonight in CONCACAF? Yeah, it's, I, I don't think that I'm going to have an opportunity to just actually sit down and watch them, but it's definitely something I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Um, and, and I, and I think that this, this so perfectly, um, illustrates the differences because you're you are like the math and the numbers and i'm sitting here thinking well you know if if you know mexico does this or canada does this and what is that going to do to the spirit of the team and you know how are they going to go into the next matches um you know coming off of a win coming off of a loss like i i get all tied up in the feelings of the players and the team and um and yeah so it being the being the first night of matches, it's going to be really interesting to see kind of kind of how everybody has regrouped from that first um, from that first week and the changes that they're going to make. I'm really looking forward to seeing. Um, I, I feel like, and and it's just purely a feeling. I feel like that Mexico is due for a slide, and and I'm I'm wondering if they're not going to. Uh, to, to come off pretty, pretty low. Um, 
just just a random feeling that I have. So I'm looking for Mexico to to take a step back and and maybe um you know struggle a little bit more than than they typically would. No no reason other than a gut feeling that they're due for something like that. Um yeah, that's that's my biggest thing I think that I'm looking for is I think Mexico's due for a little bit of a slide and um and yeah, I'm eager to see how how all of the matches kind of shake out. Um, I will point out that tonight's match in Mexico originally was supposed to be played with no fans. Um, FIFA ended up negating it to one match without fans. So, of course, they played in front of no fans against Jamaica. So that would have been a huge hit to Mexico. So, you know, Jamaica playing at the Azteca nearly got a win in front of no fans or at least a draw. Um, Canada tonight, full force and the Azteca should be an interesting game. Um, but I think that, yeah, uh, so that's kind of a sticking point. We'll see how the Mexican fans interact tonight in the Azteca. And if they manage to get themselves sanctioned again, that's another big storyline I'll be keeping an eye on. Um, I think that realistically that, that what you were saying about feelings, I mean, yeah, that's important. And I think that's a huge part of it as well. Um, obviously, the mental state of your team going into matches is incredibly, incredibly important. I also think that in World Cup qualifying, especially, you don't have the luxury of it. You just kind of got to win or lose, put it in a box and move on because you, you it's a compressed schedule. And it's not like normally where they have this more spread out. You, you know, you, you got to. Whether if the U.S. wins tonight by seven, cool. They don't have time. They got to pack it up. If the U.S. gets loses by seven, okay, that sucks. You got to pack it up and try to refocus because too high or too low, and you could implode. Um, I think that that's that's a huge thing. Uh, realistically, tonight I think that Mexico and Canada probably play to a draw. Um, I hope Canada wins, but we'll see. Uh, and El Salvador and Panama, that'll be an interesting game. And Honduras and Costa Rica, both teams that really need to claw out a win. Uh, Honduras getting smacked at their most recent home game by the U.S. You know, they're probably not going to want to get embarrassed by Costa Rica. So they're probably on the hot seat, which brings us back, of course, to USA Jamaica. 7.30 kickoff time. Darby, what do you think for USA Jamaica? Let's get that prediction. Oh. I am going to say I'm I'm going to I'm going to say the US is 3 3-1. US wins 3-1. I'm that is a very hopeful and optimistic. Um I'm I'm not putting any negative energy out into the world. I'm going to I'm going to go 3-1. We're going to do a really good job. <laughs> All right. I'm, that I'm, I'm, I'm here for that it. I'm going to be wrong. But but that's what I'm going with. We're totally here for that. Um, I will say this before I make this prediction that right now, I believe people in the octagonal smell blood and see blood in the water around the U.S. national team. This was a team that came in over cocky. And right now the narrative is they have not played a single full game of soccer in terms of 90 minutes of showing that they know what the fuck they're doing. Um, if I'm every other team in the Oct, I'm looking at the U.S. not as a threat on the schedule, but as an opportunity to potentially knock down a beast and hit them while they're down. I think the U.S. can change that narrative with a good window. But as of right now, I have not seen anything to believe that this team is capable of playing a full 90 minutes in a World Cup qualifier. I think they will win tonight. 
I think it'll probably be 2-1. I imagine that the U.S. will score first, followed by a counter from Jamaica and a late goal from the U.S. Um, but we'll see. In my opinion, the scoreline isn't so much important as the fact that they go out and play a full 90-minute match well. Um, because until they do that, I will continue to sit here and say that I am not convinced that they are able to do it. Um, and that is what's most important for me. So Darby, closing thoughts before we get out of here. Um, I, I get out there and win. God, us just don't, don't fuck this up. Um, I need, I need a really good solid win and, and no injuries. That's my, that's my, I agree. (laughs) all right well we will see you guys on the other side it's an early enough game so maybe we'll have post game tonight or tomorrow we'll see hopefully it's happy hopefully it's not such a clusterfuck that we have to come back and scream about it like instantly but uh we'll see you guys on the other side enjoy the game and uh go us bye